precise information, try to include rough birth, marriage and death dates and where and when they were buried. Then put in details about where they lived, their work and their education and qualifications, military service and comments made about their appearance and character, anecdotes, good and bad. Don't ignore any information, even the vaguest notions may turn out to be useful leads later. Now at this point it might be worth getting hold of a book or two to uh, augment the knowledge that you've gleaned from this programme. Most or many of these can be got from a good bookshop or from your local library. But if you're having any difficulty at all, get in touch with the Society of Genealogists. They sell many a useful thing and what's more, if you become a member, you can borrow them from their extensive library. Well, believe it or not, you're actually ready for your first sortie into the records. This is the Family Records Centre in London, and around us are the indexes for the millions of birth, marriage and death certificates that have been certified since 1837, which is when what's called civil registration first began. Now, to explain the wonders of this place, I'm joined by Elsa Churchill, who is the senior family historian at the Society of Genealogists, so knows all about it, I'm very glad to say. Elsa, what do we do here? Well, this is where you come to find out about information from birth, marriage and death certificates. They can be incredibly informative because they're showing relationship, who's being born, who's marrying, etc. So they're the lifeblood of family historians. But in order to find them, there's always a bit of a cumbersome process you need to go through, and that's looking at the indexes. Now, whether you look at the indexes online, as we hear about later on, or um, in your local registration office, all the information is drawn locally from a local registrar and sent to the Registrar General who collates all that information for the whole of England and Wales and provides indexes to all the records he's got. And these are the indexes that you need to use. They're heavy and in book form and they're arranged year by year and within each year there are four quarterly indexes that you need to look at. These will record events that took place in the March quarter, so anything that happened in January, February and March will be indexed in one book. Right. The June quarter will have everything from April, May, June. The September quarter will have July, August and September events. And the last quarter, December, will have October, November and December. Okay. So, first of all, there's always four indexes to look for for the event you want. Then you need to be able to identify the person in the place. So all the indexes will give you is the name of the person concerned and where that event is registered in a registration district. But the reference numbers are important because that's particularly the, the identification you need to get the certificate. And you can use that to work out whether you're in the right place or not. When you've identified the information from the certificate, you fill in an application form and you can either have the certificates posted to you or you can pick them up from here and indeed you can order online by using those reference numbers um, but whatever happens it's the individual concerned in the indexes that you've got to look for. Right now we're going to cheat here because it can take an awful long time can't it to find someone if you uh, if, if you don't know exactly when they're born married or died. Well absolutely if you're looking for a marriage it may have taken place some time before the birth of the child that child may not be the eldest child that you're aware of mm. so there may have been others so you need to prepare yourself for a long search and indeed 
you might not have an absolute idea from other records when somebody was born. So you may, you may need to search a year or two either side. And, of course, our ancestors aren't always sure themselves in some cases. <laughs> I have had some ancestors who have knocked a couple of years off their age when they've been sure giving themselves. Well, not always <laughs> truthful. Sometimes they are. But a good idea is to have a rough approximation and work through all the indexes for that year. Right. So I'm going to try and look for my great-grandfather, William Churchill, who I know was born sometime around November 1858. So that means he's going to be in the indexes, I hope, for December 1858, okay. which are here. Cetacox, Cox, December, right, so anything that occurred in the three months of that quarter should be indexed here. It's a heavy book, so when you come to the Family Records Centre, make sure you're dressed comfortably. Um, it can be a bit crowded. Work your way through. Here you can see the indexes are handwritten. Beautifully handwritten. Beautifully handwritten, but, but you know, it does mean that if you're looking at the digital images online, they can be a bit difficult to focus on. Mm. Sometimes they're printed and they can be quite small prints as well. Um, so I'm looking for William Churchill, who is born in Herefordshire. Um, see, there's plenty of people called Churchill, in, all registered in different registration districts, and here at the end is a William Churchill. Now, the, the incredible thing about this is that this is...